Hi everyone, Teacher Brandy here from I Speak English Online. Today's podcast is actually going to be about why you should begin your career in ESL. Um, you can actually go to our Facebook and Instagram um, accounts today and you'll be able to see a lesson that I'm actually going to post um, sometime later today. Um, on a on an English lesson. So tomorrow's lesson, tomorrow's podcast will be specifically about um, your um, about less learning a lesson. But today we're going to focus directly on why you should begin your career in ESL. Um, so many people don't know I am a certified teacher and I have been a teacher for seven years and I'm a polyglot. And for those who do not know what a polyglot is, that's someone that speaks several different languages. Um, since I've been a little girl, I've had an ear for different languages and I've always been intrigued with it. Um, so, um, I decided the first language that I wanted to learn that I ever really enter, enter, um, that I was introduced to, um, was Spanish and then, um, Vietnamese because of the federal job that my grandfather had. Um, so I was introduced to those two languages at a very young age. And then as I got older, I began really vigorously studying Spanish and then French and then some other different languages too. So, but that it has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk. Well, it does have something to do with what I'm going to talk about today. However, it's not going to hinder you from beginning your career in ESL. Um, so I want to talk about the differences, though, because a lot of people are a little bit confused on the category. So let's talk about that. There's EFL and ESL. EFL is English as a foreign language. And... Then we have ESL, English as a second language. So currently, according to the British Council, they have said that there are over 750 million EFL students. EFL, that's English as a foreign language students. And 375 million ESL, English as a second language learners. The difference between the two is that mostly is that the EFL students typically are using English because they need it for their jobs. And most of my students um, that I am teaching online are EFL students because they have jobs, they have corporate jobs, and they need their jobs in order for them to be able to um, interact with native English speakers such as myself and their superiors. So they interact They interact with native speakers, but it's difficult for them to be able to comprehend oftentimes, make sentences, and communicate effectively. Um, then we have our ESL students, and the ESL students, they only, they kind of only need, um, need it because they need to communicate. They only, they feel like they only needed so they can be able to communicate like if they're on like vacations or going on you know just traveling or something like that but their English is not very well they don't speak very very good English and so they may have a hard time um, communicating sometimes and oftentimes understanding um, what the speakers are saying to them so that distinctly right there is the difference between the two 
Um, so how and why is this important um, as you're beginning your journey into this career of teaching EFL and ESL students? Well, it's important because you want to know who your market is and who you're going, who you're targeting, um, because this is a multi-billion, not million, but billion dollar industry. Um, so whatever you're doing, whoever, whomever you're teaching, it's money out there to be made. You just have to go out there and get it. Um, just the way that so many people um, ask, well, how do you get students? And the easiest way to, for me to kind of make an analogy to it is imagine that you are a, um, a beautician or anything dealing with the beauty industry. And you know that you have an amazing gift and you're you're gifted and you have this amazing craft that you want to show to the world. But the only people that know how talented you are are your friends and family members. Well, how are you going to reach millions of people, you know, in your city locally if you don't go out there and market yourself? So that's basically what you have to do. Um Many people don't have the resources to be able to do this, so you have to start small. Um, the most easiest and free and convenient way to do that is through YouTube. Um, YouTube, create a YouTube page. And once you create your YouTube page, you're setting the tone and you're letting your audience know who you are. And then you're, they can see like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. Start there with an introduction of who you are and build your following up. Share your page on, on Instagram and Twitter. And believe me, you'll start getting followers. Even if you create something like a TikTok account, it seems as silly and trivial as it may seem you also will get a great following. People will begin to follow you. There are millions of people out, billions of people out there. China alone makes up this, this, this whole entire numbers of people that are needing to learn English. And they are wanting to spend their money. Even though we're going through a pandemic and there are people displaced without work, that does not mean under any circumstances that there are not people right now that are looking to spend money. There are tons of people out there willing to spend, and I know because I'm witnessing that now. So you can definitely do it. So you, and then the biggest thing, so after you figure out, after you've created your YouTube channel or whatever it is, and you begin to market yourself, but before you do that, you actually need to create, you need to figure out what you want to teach who you want to teach, you have to come up with an idea, have a game plan. Um, because if you don't have some sort of game plan, you're going to be all over the place. And then you're not going to have you're you're not going to have a specific flow of consistent students. So be consistent. Um, and another thing is that you definitely, definitely, definitely have to be organized. Stick to your schedule, make time for yourself because this industry, especially if you're in America, um, such as myself, you're going to have students all over the world. And so in, in, in order for you to be able to continue to have repeat students, unfortunately, you're going to have in the beginning as you're building your, your business and your brand, you're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. And it's only because your students are you're, you're, um, a sole proprietorship in the beginning. And until you have teachers begin to work for you, um, 
you're going to have to wake up at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning and teach those classes um, to your students who desire to learn English. And when you do a good job, other people will spread the word because they're going to be so excited. They're going to be so excited and happy that they found a good teacher and they're going to want to keep coming back to you and keep coming back to you. So that's what you have to do. Build a rapport with your students as well, too. Um, And don't give up. In the beginning, things are going to be slow. Use that time that you have to build yourself Start doing things, make out your goals and um, ideas that you have for your company, because oftentimes people go into this business and they think that this is for them and then they get discouraged because they don't get any students. There's so many different marketing alternatives that you can do, but you won't know that unless you ask for help too. So ask for help. You have to ask for help. Um... Which brings me to the next point that I would like to make. So besides my company teaching students English, I also help teachers who desire to be entrepreneurs such as myself. So if you're wanting to start your own ESL company and you want to um, be your own boss and maybe you work for some of the bigger names out there and you want to be a household name, nothing is too impossible. If you believe in yourself, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, And if that's what you desire, that's what I want to help you do. And so um, basically what I do is I meet with the teachers and we sit down and we come up with ideas together. And I help you through this process of how you need to get started and what you need to do. How can you obtain students and keep this um, keep those same students, get new students and and the whole process of becoming an online ESL entrepreneur. Um, The next thing that I would like to talk to you about is just how rapidly this business is growing. there are so many people growing, um, joining this industry. And so they have predicted by 2021 that it will probably be well over like two, 2.75 billion people, maybe more than that, that are joining this industry. So now's the time to do it, especially if you are not making enough money, you need help, you need an extra source of income, this is the time to do it now. Do it now and you can, you know, you can get the students that you want, you can get the clients that you want, and you can set your own hours and you can travel, um, you can travel the world once the countries start opening up, um, opening up again. But as of now, we are not um, able to travel. So again, just to kind of recap what I talked about, um, this is a growing market. Um, Don't allow what other people or what you may have read or something like that to prevent you, um, to stop you, shall I say, from being the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, You have to... um, trust the process and it's going to feel like it's like no way that you're going to get any students just hang in there and everything will will be okay so before i like to end every single um 
podcast, I like to end it with a positive quote. This quote is by um, Jim Rohn. And it says, if you're not willing to take the risk, take if you're not, I'm sorry, so let me repeat it. If you're not willing to risk the usual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. And so, and I think that rings true um, because if you're not willing to risk um, and get yourself out of that that box um, that people want to put you in, then you're not going to ever be able to move forward into the purpose and the life and the journey that you have wanted. And maybe this is not, you know, this is not, entrepreneur is not for the, you know, for the weak at heart. It, it takes a very strong person to be an entrepreneur. And if this is not something that you desire, then definitely 100% um, don't do it um, because it requires a lot of attention, a lot of patience, and, um, and you have people depending on you too. So, um, if you are interested in becoming an entrepreneur and you know someone that's looking to become an entrepreneur, you can go to our website. It's www.ispeakenglishonline.com and schedule an appointment. And we would be uh, grateful to speak with you about the opportunities of gaining financial freedom. And tomorrow's podcast, we will be um, doing a lesson over the simple present. Um, simple present is what a lot of my students that I have currently um, are struggling with. And not too many, um, but a couple of them are having this issue. And I think that simple present is something that's important because a lot of, a lot of non-native speakers um, tend to um, mix up pronouns and nouns positive sentences with negative sentences. And so tomorrow we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. And I'll also actually post the lesson itself on our Facebook and on our Instagram page. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day.